bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome along to this week's Talker United Herald Express Devon Live Yellow Army podcast with Guy and with David. And it's Thursday afternoon, it's pouring with rain outside. But there is a it's burning, awesome, isn't it? Yes, there is a burning question. Dave, imagine I'm the internet and you're the pundit. Is Talker United up for sale today? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, um, almost certainly, in, a, in as much as yes, and Man City's up for sale as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know of many full-time professional football clubs in England that aren't up for sale to the right offer. I should have phrased it better. Is Talk United on the verge of being sold today? To the best of my knowledge, no. Yeah. Um, uh, I can understand uh, where the rumours have come from, um, uh, that, that in the latest set of Gaming International accounts submitted to Companies House covering the year to the end of December the 31st, 2016, so nearly two years ago, there is a statement to the, in the notes of account saying that uh, Gaming International are in adva- quotes advanced negotiations to sell Riviera Stadium Limited and dispose of uh, yeah. investments in Talk United AFC. Um, uh, obviously, I heard those rumours first thing this morning, just like you did. Eyebrows raised. Mm-hmm. What? 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 Uh, chased it up during the day and. Um, uh, also spoke to an accountant as well who yeah. clarified it for me yeah um and uh, uh as far as we can find out the club definitely isn't for sale yeah uh, uh, well i'm sure it is but in other words well, it, it would take yeah uh, uh, mr branson or al mansour uh, to walk in if if you and i tone talker united and we put a certain amount of money in and somebody came in and offered to double our money then i dare say we'd consider selling it as well wouldn't we but um uh, that situation uh, doesn't uh, uh, seem to be the yeah. case. Uh, Clark Osborne has said as categorically as I think he can do that this isn't about to happen, no, and, that, and it is an accounting yeah. exercise that you have to state on accounts. And, um, and your your accountant contact has yeah, confirmed he said, that. No, no, exactly, he said that's yeah, ex- that this is yeah. normal practice. Um, that, that in fact, you know, a company is doing its best to. Uh, um, it's a strange its world, accounting, isn't it? It, it is. It is, and and uh, it's basically covering yeah. eventualities. Um, but I've, I've, what what can you do? You 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 ask the person involved. Clark Osborne's come out as categorically as I, th- I I wasn't expecting him to come out as categorically as he did. And as very he did. quickly too. I yeah. mean, he's nipped it in the bud in a way, hasn't he? He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's commented um, and a very interesting line to say, "I'm not a quitter." No, and so. and, and and all right. I know Clark Osborne isn't, even though very few of the people who talk about him have ever met him or know him. But uh, um, uh, because of I think past, yeah. Um, uh, uh, perceptions both inside this club and and outside um, that that uh, you know he, he he has a huge problem trying to sort of gain any real credibility yeah. with anybody and yet deep down if you look around the club now compared with nine ten months ago yeah um, a, a lot of things have changed a lot they? of things have yeah. cha- and and improved now. And, you know, I think it's weird that people have got this sort of, you know, impression that the chairman stroke owner of a football club should be a cross between um, 
I don't know, um, uh, the governor of the Bank of England and St Francis of Assisi. You know what <laughs> I mean? That would be nice. That would tick the boxes. Yeah, do you know it? what I mean? They're, yes, they're, they're expecting to be saint, and yeah. you know, and the real world isn't like that. No. Um, uh, and all I know is that the football club is basically in better shape now than it certainly was when they took over. The one thing, of course, they haven't we haven't got yet is a winning football team, no. which is of course the hardest thing of all to to. Uh, to produce on the pitches of what everybody else is trying to do, um, uh, but uh, um, you know, Clark Oswald says no. I'm not trying to get out. There is. I'm not looking for any exit door. Um, uh, he he is appears committed to yeah. trying to see this plan through, uh, and in a way, purely from a financial point of view, that makes sense because if he yeah. tried, if they were trying to sell Torquay United now, well. Bottom of the National League, yeah, in the situation they're in, the asking price or the getting price rather, mm-hmm. uh, they acquired the club for what 120,000 quid, which is what they'd lent them before, which the old board weren't able to pay back. Thank you very much. We'll we'll have the club. They clearly made a strategic decision that they wanted to get into the football club, probably for maybe ultimately for new stadium reasons. Yeah. They're certainly not going to make any money out of. Even getting hold of the freehold of Plainmore and trying to sell it, I wouldn't have thought that's where the profit comes. The profit would only come with the development yeah. of a new stadium complex. So you add all those things up uh, uh, that, that, that they've got to be here for a little while well, uh, yeah. to try and make some sort of sense of it. They're already, you can see why, you know, you're not going to take back the club shop, which they've done already mm. from its lease. Uh, we carried a story in the Herald Express this week saying that they are seeking to get the lease back on boots and laces. That's all part of a process of trying to increase the value of the club, yeah. in, in inverted commas. Um, so you can understand why they're doing all of that. Um, you know, th- from all the rest of us's point of view, the one thing that <laughs> we all desperately, fervently hope for is a team that wins more yeah. often than it loses. And that will, as you say, that will increase the value of the club. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So at the moment. If they were really sensibly thinking of selling the club, what would they get for it? Mm. They, 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 I, I don't know how much more mo- how much more money they put in, but it must be a fair bit. Yeah, I think we can all see the results of quite a lot of it. Apart from anything else, um, you know, swapping management teams is quite an expensive yeah. business in, in itself. Before you get to all the rest of it, um, so uh, you know, if you and I were won the the lottery had won the lottery last night and we were thinking of buying Torquay United, we wouldn't be paying top dollar for it, would we? No, probably not. We'd be looking for a bit of a bar. We'd be looking for an investment, wouldn't Quite. we? Quite. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and, and we wouldn't be about to write a fact check out to Clark no. Osborne for the privilege of doing it. And, and so I think it's a bad, it would be a very strange time for them to sell in many ways, mm. unless somebody was ready to come in with a yeah. offer they couldn't refuse. But um, no, so, uh, you know, you take it at face value. Uh, um, Osborne has come out and said as clearly as he can do, I'm not looking for an exit door. Um, yeah. uh, Chris Rich is number two, uh, who actually turns up to most of the games home and away these days. Um, uh, you know, he said, well, this is news to me when I first put it to him. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, um, that's the situation we're in. Um, Gary Hours, I know, is, uh, you know, all he's thinking about is where... Yeah, uh, he wants to try and take the club in the next year, stroke two years at least. So um, well, fingers mo- crossed. Moving on to Gary Hours, then, because you're just back from the uh, the weekly press conference. Um, 
a very interesting piece that you did with him earlier in the week where he was saying, look, you know, however bad this is at Torquay, and nobody's pretending that it isn't, but he's been in far worse positions than this. That's what he was saying, and, and uh, you know, he, he's, he's put a bit of flesh on those bones here. You know, he said when um, he was at uh, uh, Plymouth with John Sheridan, they hadn't long come out of administration, yeah. and people were being paid on or not paid, as the case may be, club staff. Um, uh, you know, things were pretty difficult then. Yeah. Uh, wrong end of the league. Uh, Bath City was the same when they were in a relegation scrap. I don't think what it, what if I'm sort of quoting him rightly, which I'm, hopefully I am. He, he said, "Look, this is serious. Of course, it's serious." Yeah. And he doesn't want to lessen that seriousness. But he's come into Torquay United after four stroke five years of failure basically yeah and he has this situation of, uh, of and he's picked up on it he's well aware of it that, that that each defeat and each setback just seems to sort of knock people down well, uh, yeah. uh, or, or it seems that to him yeah as a talking um, united fan you'd feel at the moment like a boxer on the ropes don't you, you would every saturday brings another uppercut yeah and you just knees are beginning to go now Quite. Aren't they? and 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 here he is, he and Martin Kuhl have come in, they're a new management team. Um, I think they've only been able to bring three players in so mm -hmm. far. Um, uh, uh, and they're setting about trying to make the absolute best of what they've inherited, uh, trying to strengthen the team as they go along, yeah. um, which is quite difficult, um, not just from a financial point of view, but... You know, you're in a situation where they've got seven loans on the on the on the yeah, books this, already. This loan situation is really interesting, isn't it? Well, you've got seven loan players, of which five were already here when yeah. he arrived, um, uh, and uh, you're only allowed to include five in any match one match day squad. So two have got to sit in the stand if yeah. they're fit. And of course, if he goes out, you, you've got two markets at this time of year, haven't you? You've got go and get another loan player, yeah. which which they could do. Or it's free agents, uh, and he used quite an interesting phrase today uh, as regards the loan player situation. He said it's, it's like being involved in a game of chess where I'm not allowed to make any moves. Um, yeah, uh, because he's you know he he's he can't go out and get what an eighth or ninth or a tenth loan player. Well, and have five sitting yeah, in the stand. Yeah, because you can only play a certain number. You can only, only five have in, in your squad. In your ma in any match one day squad. squad, only five yeah. loan players. So, so if you've got eight loan players, three you, of them have three to sit in the stand. To, yeah, and so he said, I can't. I, he said, I can't. Hey, how do I how, how do I say that to five, three, four, five players a week? Yeah. Plus, uh, on the phone to their managers and their clubs and say, no, sorry, he wasn't. He wasn't well, involved this see, week. That, so, that's the interesting thing as well, isn't it? Because some of these players are on quite long loans. Ah, all of them. And actually, sending them back to their clubs isn't really an, an option. option no, I, we we did, I did ask him about that today, yeah. and and. Uh, it, all the players, as far as I'm aware, are with us until at least Christmas stroke New Year. Yeah. They're not one-month loans or anything like that. So, uh, okay, do you decide that one of them probably isn't going to be involved much over the next few weeks? Do you ring his manager and say, look, I don't think he's doing himself much good down here. I don't think I'm going to be able to use him, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Well... Yeah, put, you put yourself in that manager's shoes, yeah, I suppose. Quite. Yeah, and, yeah. and as Gary Owls was saying, you run the risk. In fact, you don't run the risk. It will actually, it, it would be, it would happen that you probably burn your bridges with that manager stroke club. Yeah. 
if you want to go back there for any loans in the future or, or then you know you need a favor off that that manager they they factored that into their finances yes that player is off our books or you know the yeah. half and half wages and all that kind of stuff so you know ringing a, a club in those circumstances and said look will you have him back is is yeah. is it sounds like a great idea but in practice it very rarely happens uh, and um, so it's a, it is an interesting situation, yeah, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. And and so um, uh, you know that's where we are. George Dowling, by the way, is back from Bristol City, back training full time now. That's uh, excellent news, isn't yeah. it? We, and we I wouldn't be at all ago. surprised to see him yeah. involved at Halifax on Saturday. Eighteen year old, is eighteen nineteen or nineteen, now, 19, yeah, 19 yeah, years now. Yeah. But to to put that much responsibility, every Talker United fan listening to this will be thinking, "Thank heavens, George Dowling is back." Yes, and, he's and this is a nineteen year old loan player. Quite, um, but he is he is a real prospect. Well, he, he made a, he he made a really good impression, didn't yeah. he, when he first arrived? Scored a goal on his debut. You know, that never does any harm. No, does it? it doesn't. No, and and the other point from Gary, our's point of view is. He's seen him play loads and loads of times yeah. up at Bristol City, scouted those games, watching under-23 matches. So it's not like, if, unlike Jordan Lee, yeah. who he hasn't seen very much of, if, if, if any, in terms of competitive yeah. football. Um, so he comes back, fit again. We're all pleased yeah. because you know he did a great job at the end of last season. So he starts from scratch, in a way, with Gary Owens. Yeah. Gary Owens knows George Dowling and what he can do. Um, so there's a bit of a yeah a difference there. Um, uh, Ryan Clark's okay again now. He he was he had fallen ill towards the end yeah. of last week, and that's why they had to have young Neil Osborne back from um, loan at Barnstable. Of course, since we did last week's podcast, um, Vincent Dorrell yes. has uh, penned uh, a new deal. Yes, he? he has. Yeah. I mean, Gary Hours not long after he took over uh, offered Dorrell uh, um, a. a he was on non-contract before, mm -hmm. offered him a short-term contract, which we thought was about three months, and that's how it's transpired. Yeah. Um, I think Vincent Terrell had a little think about it to start with. Uh, you know, you would, wouldn't you? You never yeah. know. I've played all right in these first few games. Somebody yeah. else might yeah. come in for me. Um, but he, no, he's decided, yeah, go on. Uh, and, and Gary Owls has, has said to him and to Ryan Clark, look, I'm not going to make a change now mm -hmm. just for the sake of it. Uh, uh, Vincent yeah. Durrell's doing okay. Yeah, um, two good keepers, uh, quite fine for the end of story. Where does that leave Neil Osborne? Now? Well, he's he he was out on loan yeah. at Barnstable. Um, the mechanics of that is that when you recall a player, um, uh, you 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 can't just bring him back for the weekend and then send him back out on loan again. You actually right. have to terminate the loan and then start it all over again, which I understand might well do, especially as it was a youth loan. Yeah, and it's obviously in the player's interest to go and get. You know, see if he can go and get some senior experience, which he yeah. probably isn't going to get here at the moment. So, uh, so, is he, so he's where, likely to go back out. I would have thought so. Yes, yeah. United haven't confirmed yeah. that yet, but I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. It would be the sensible if, if it was a sensible idea a fortnight ago. Well, it still is now, yeah. isn't it? So, um, and we talked a little bit on the last one about looking for players and looking further afield for players. As yeah, well. Uh, I, you know, Gary mentioned last week about the possibility that the, the, the looking over in Ireland because the League of Ireland season. Um, ends at the end of October, uh, and under their rules, unless mm. you've got a well, George Best was Northern Ireland, wasn't it? But unless you've got a genius yeah. uh, on your hands, uh, and it may even be written into the lease contracts, I'm not really sure. But nearly all, if not all, their player contracts end at the end of the yeah. season, so they become effectively free agents. So he's got a few scouts. 
uh, and contacts looking over there. But he also threw Europe in, in into the mix this week. He yeah. said he's got some people in Europe looking around. Um, he, could, he could unearth another Jean-Pierre Sim. Jean-Pierre you know Sim, yeah. Yeah. goodness. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Um, uh, 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 so that's where he's looking at the yeah. moment, the free agent market. And I don't think it takes a genius to work out that he's looking for something extra up yeah. front. Um, no, that's true. Uh, uh, United ha- have become, in my eyes, uh, more competitive, uh, harder to beat. Yeah, um, they're playing really quite well, uh, solid at the back, working hard in midfield, winning the ball further up the pitch, putting other teams under pressure, forcing turnovers. That's all kind of yeah. been put in place. They they look much more like a team, um, and have done over the last few weeks, except for the Dover game. Yeah. which, which yeah. I accept and even Gary Owens accepts was not good enough mm. um, uh, when you look back leading at Barrow until stoppage time should have won yeah. there um, Macclesfield yeah. at home yeah. well nil-nil with midway through the second half yeah. who knows what might have happened back pass one-nil uh, end of story uh, Dagenham away That's real right good effort death, real good effort yeah. there penalty yeah. and stoppage time yeah. lose that uh, Maidenhead four-nil uh, Dover, two Four, nil, yeah. not good enough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then they go to Aldershot in the cup last Saturday. Better team at half time, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt, um, and uh, held Aldershot until eleven minutes from time. And, Scott Rendell uh, and Scott Rendell yeah. get, gets the winner of all people um, yeah. on a, on a game. Uh, uh, you know, this this word turnover it used to be, it used yeah. to be American footballism, didn't it? But basically, United. Um, uh, uh, Vincent Drell has the ball, he kicks it into their, just yeah. inside their half, they win a header, and for six, seven seconds later the ball's in the back yeah. of our net, you know, and so, uh, d- very disappointing, but what was lacking at Aldershot, and has been in one or two performances recently, is a more cutting edge up front, yeah. uh, and sooner or later, um, you know, the wingers have got to deliver more crosses, mm-hmm. The striker, striker, stroke strikers yeah. has got to, and I think that might change on Saturday. You've got to have more shots. Well, th- this brings us actually to a question that one of our listeners was asking on Twitter in the podcast this week. Asked the question, "Would you be making more use of James Gray than is being made at the moment?" Well, I, I think you and I are both in the, the sort of the James Gray fan club, aren't we? We both yeah. like the look of him. Um, uh, I th- Certainly, before Gary Hours arrived, I think most people thought he was probably the best finisher in the club. Um, now, in these situations, when a new manager arrives, players have to force their way into the yeah, team yeah. by impressing the new manager. Uh, James Gray hasn't been able to do that so far. Uh, we both, you know, think he, that he, he could he's probably quick help out. And he's got a goal in him yeah, all the time, hasn't he's, he? He's sharp without being quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, funny enough, I was thinking about this the other, the, the other day that. You know what could we do mm. with a Rodney Jack? Now I don't mean Rodney Jack, Jack Rodney Jack, because he's you know one of the best strikers we've ever yeah. had. But do you you know in the game generally now we we could do with a quick striker, could we? Yeah. Yeah. You know, do they make them like him anymore? I don't think they ever did. They, <laughs> uh, uh, with the ability to run like that, yeah. You know, uh, there's plenty of strikers these days, and you, you, you they say, oh yeah, he's quick or he's really sharp, and then you see them and think, well, he ain't that quick. And, we, and it's this the combination of speed of thought yeah. and, and 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 speed of foot, and 
But he's he's the best finisher up there, isn't he? Or in, yeah, you know, he's, I, I'd he's have said thought to so. be the best finisher. But the point up there. we're making is is that, uh, and the, your your correspondent was making is is, you know, surely it's about time we played two up front. Now yeah. I can understand absolutely why Gary Hours and Martin Cool have been playing four one, with yeah. Evan, usually Callum Evans in front of the back four four one. They're trying to make us harder to beat. More competitive. Yeah. In other words, you don't when you move into a situation like this suddenly start playing two wingers, two strikers, and only two midfield players. It, it just doesn't no. happen. No, no there's a reason why you're yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. So you try and make yourself as solid as possible, which is what they've done. You try and up the work rate in midfield, which they've done. You try and put a better structure in place, you know, etc. You 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 try and force mistakes better. All of that has been put in place and is done now. I think, and ours and Cool yeah. are more than aware of it. We've just got to start being a little bit more proactive yeah. and attacking and trying to win some games because, as Gary said this week, we're not going to get out of this with 31 draws. No, <laughs> no that's very true. But So if you've got Rhys Murphy up the front, who is the kind of player who often plays with his back to the centre-back yes. and will hold the ball up, yeah. Um, you know, trying to turn his centre back with varying degrees of success. Would yeah. you play would, would, him would you, and Gray together? Uh, I think that would yeah. that would make a certain amount of sense. Uh, I, I think w when whatever you do, uh, and in whatever combination of players you, you do, at, certainly at this level and probably even at top level, you've got to either put the ball or mm. put the man in behind their back four sooner or later. Yes, uh, that one of them has to go in there, and hopefully both at the same time. And and so I can understand why United fans have been they've not been giving uh, um, Reese a uh, 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 stick, no, but no. they but they've been frustrated because he doesn't seem to have been getting much change out of anybody. He hasn't been having shots and headers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you're playing on your own up front and you're not a Rene Howe who can hold off fifteen yeah. centre halves. <laughs> Still get the ball to feet and lay it off, and yeah. then you've got Unan O'Kane coming at you, and blah, 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 blah. But if you're not quite like him, but you're trying to do the right thing by being available for yeah. that ball up, and uh, uh, you've got two centre halves up, you, you've got very little option but just to battle it out. It, it doesn't look because, spectacular. No, it does doesn't. It? No. Because if, if you actually then, your midfield player or your fullback or whoever it is, is looking at you, and you turn round. Okay, every now and again it might work if you turn round and make a run in behind. Yeah, uh, and that may well be a very good ball, good ball from time to time. But it does leave an awful gap up the middle of the pitch yeah. where somebody might want to knock the ball to. Obviously, when you've got two up front, you should, you know, one short, one long, all, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if, you know, Gary Hours ha having at least made United competitive and and improved that part yeah. of the team defensively and midfield-wise doesn't play an extra one up yeah. front on Saturday. He's hinted at it um, and, you know, we'll see. It's it's just that it would be good if we could find somebody with the pace to run past yeah. the defender and stick the ball in the back of the net. Uh, at the moment, United look like a team that has to work very, very hard indeed for every goal they score. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the maidenhead game it just seems like an age ago doesn't it it does uh, yeah. um, when United came out of the traps yeah. that night and um, you know everybody keeps going oh yeah well they only turned up you know they had to put the kickoff time back and they turned up in a heap and all that kind of stuff blah 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 well the following the following that was on a Tuesday night the following the Saturday they were they were leading 
Um, order shot 3-2 until stoppage time so they're obviously a half decent team weren't they and, they are um, they're a decent side Chalky yeah. played well that night yeah, they did. 3-0 up and in 22 minutes and it's correct yeah. but the, the difference is especially with a team like in, in the situation that United are in before if they can get in front yeah. I think they're a different pro- proposition than if they fall behind if they fall behind it's you know they're having to work hard enough for goals as it is, mm. and I don't think they're great at chasing the game. Certainly not at the moment. They haven't got you know a, a, a kind of get out ball winger who they can knock it to, and he'll go and get you a cheap goal. They haven't got a striker who you can look at and think, well, no matter what else is going on, he'll get us a goal. Yeah, we, we, we just haven't got those kind of players at the moment. I mean, everybody's looking for them anyway, but but. And so, but if United can get in front, um, uh, then you'd fancy us to stay. <coughs> yeah, because yeah. a lot of the other stuff is already in yeah. place. The hard work, the compactness, the 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 the, 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 the you know the the, the organisation is there. Um, that, that that's been put in place. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the things that's been frustrating Gary Hours, and and I don't blame him either, is that there've been several games recently where we haven't been in front. Mm. We've actually been drawing. And then we've lost because one piece yeah. of loose play yeah. or one mistake has gone and given the goal away at the crucial time. So, as he was saying at Aldershot last Saturday, look, there's 11 minutes to go at Aldershot, and we are nil-nil, and there's a prospect of bringing Aldershot back to playing more on Tuesday night for yeah. a replay. It's almost as if he, he's going, right, I want them now going, no, you know, this lot don't get anything. No. We, yeah. we, we start getting a bit smart we start trying to run the clock down mm-hmm. we play at our pace rather than theirs all those kind of things we we absolutely minimize the chances for them to create yeah. to, to create yeah. something and that didn't happen yeah. and i think that that is just frustrating him and martin cool yeah. at the moment is that they can't with the current staff or they haven't been able to so far put those alarm bells in Mm. And and uh, uh, that that sort of stuff, so that immediately everybody slips into yeah. right. We're in thoroughly mean mode now, you know. Because um, they they will have to be over the next eight days, won't they? Because there are well, three big big games coming absolutely. up. Absolutely, uh, he, he he Gary described it as a massive week, and it's quite true. Eight days, nine points available. Um, so Halifax away, away at Halifax on Saturday. Yeah, Ebbsfleet away next Tuesday night. Hartlepool at home the following Saturday. Then there's a br- there's a gap. Because yeah. the following week is <laughs> the first round yeah. proper of the FA Cup. Good luck to Rose City at Charlton uh, yes, and all the rest of them. Um, but no, no prospect of a fixture being brought well, forward. Well, I, I did ask that him about that today, and he looked at me and said, "All I'm thinking about at the moment is trying to get some points out of these next three yeah. games. I haven't yeah. actually thought about that yet. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure the club's hierarchy might be thinking about it to mm. see if anybody fancies coming down here for a game. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty certain that Gary Owls would not entertain another away game on that no. day, and I can understand. We can yeah. all understand why not. Um, uh, and but from a purely financial point of view, uh, maybe Jeff Harrop uh, um, has been, you know, might say, well, look, let's see if we can get a home game. Even that, I'm not sure. I, th- I think Gary Owls are saying, no, let's just, you know, just it, it might not be a bad idea at the moment to have, a, yeah. to have a weekend yeah. off. But who knows? Uh, that, 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 uh, they may well fit another game in now, but certainly there's nothing on the cards at the moment. And injured players coming back into training, I believe, is, is yeah, there some better um, news? by the sound of it, um, uh, Sam Cheney, um, who, oh my goodness, hasn't he been out for a long time, isn't he, he, has, he with, that, yeah. with a groin injury? And, and a shame as well, because yeah. he... he Got stuck in at left back, didn't he? Yes, was doing he did. a reasonable job there. 
uh, Jan Kukowski, who's had a mixture of injuries over the last few weeks, and Miles Anderson. Uh, I think they're all training in some shape or form, but yeah. not full training with the rest of the squad. Uh, but I think they're hopefully um, That's better in the news, next week it? or two. Yeah, yeah. the two, the two the who will still be out for a little bit longer are, are Jake Gosling, who, who's yeah. broken metatarsal in, in his foot, so they you just have to wait for it to mm. heal and recover. And, and John Paul Pittman, who's picked up a thigh, uh, I think it's a thigh injury. Yeah, yeah. on the top again on the top of one or two others. We've missed them, haven't we? I mean, missed Gosling as well because Gosling has got the capability yes. of. of of pulling Not necessarily it. turning a game, but well, of, of making the fans Absolutely. get up off their seats. Absolutely, isn't he? no, yeah. he is a talented, talented player, yeah. uh, uh, and and he he is he's kind of like the jack in the box that we haven't got at the moment. Mm. You know, in other words, he can create something out of nothing. Yeah, uh, you look at the players that United have got at the moment, uh, and hard work, yes, this, that, and the other. Uh, not the best, uh, worst players in the world by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I mean, you look at someone like Josh McCoy. I'm convinced there's more to come from him. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you consider the career he's had, and and he's still capable of, of the football, he's still capable of delivering. I'm still convinced that Reese Murphy is better than what we've at least on the surface seen yeah. so far. Um, but Gosling, you look at someone like Gosling, and you know he can be 40 yards from goal with apparently nothing on. Yeah. Not mega defender, beat the next one and smack it into the top corner. He's got that. Yeah. Ability to do that, um, uh, and uh, look forward I to think, seeing him back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think United United have, have, have missed him. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he, he's my goodness. If he was the full uh, um, uh, uh, lot, yeah. we wouldn't have him. There, yeah. there, obviously, there are there's elements of his game that aren't perfect. But um, you know, at the moment, what we were just talking about before about that ability to conjure a goal out of nothing, which we don't appear to have at the moment. He's he's, he's got the man it. With it. Yeah. Well, before we go, I must tell you that at the age of 57, I finally <laughs> Here realized, we go. This, is, this sounds serious. realized my life's ambition. I am a Torquay United player. No. At last, I am a Torquay United player. The Torquay United... You kept this, you kept this quiet. Torquay United walking football oh, team. Oh, get in. Torbay United are now officially affiliated to Torquay United. Really? Um, you didn't pull a yellow shirt on, did you? Well, I... I haven't as yet, no. but I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for the moment when right. I can get my hands on a, an yeah. actual proper one yellow shirt. But thank you very much to the guys. It's been a privilege to play with them for the last few weeks. I was I was invited along to have a go at walking football. It is difficult, I tell you. It's a really tricky game to master, and I'm nowhere near mastering it yet. But uh, have we, you been transferred then? No, you this is the, the team. Oh, no, the team you've joined. Yeah, oh, I see. Right, right. Must become yeah. affiliated. Oh, right. oh, I see. And I we see, are talking yeah. United. I thought you, it sounded for a minute as if you have been playing with one group and no, you've been I've, headhunted by I've, somebody else. But, I've never uh, been the subject of a transfer <laughs> in my <laughs> entire life, <laughs> and it's not about it's to happen. It's not about now. to happen now. But we play on Sunday. It's our first competitive fixture on Sunday. We've got to Exeter to fly the flag for Torquay. Um, so Torquay United walking football. I believe Playmore fans may be making their acquaintance uh, at some point Great. at a home match soon. But uh, keep an eye on that. So I am a well, Torquay United player. Well, it's, I know it's been a, something you've dreamt about <laughs> for a long, long time. And yes, indeed. My heart goes out to you. <laughs> so just to finish the podcast, yeah. as we always do, on Saturday and on Sunday, come on you yellows. <laughs>